You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to We talk all things Stars, Marvel, and DC. This episode, number 170, we're discussing Phantom Menace 20 years later and the all new, all different Batman. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Batman. Batman is here. Maybe not the Batman we all thought, but maybe the Batman we deserve. <laughs> oh, I like that callback. There you go. There you go. We got a new Batman, guys, coming from Matt Reeves, announced just the other day. People are we're more supportive, I think, than we originally expected. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of controversy out there, and we're going to talk about Robert Pattinson as Batman, the Batman, coming to the DC Extended Universe, apparently. New setting, new character, new frame of reference for the Batman. Very exciting times that we're finally getting some traction on this film to go alongside the Joker movie. Maybe set in a different universe, but two indie actors here, they're making a play for a different crowd, for a different type of movie, and I am excited about it. I, I was pushing for Troy to be nominated oh, for Batman. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm going for that Nightwing role, you know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're definitely more of a Nightwing kind of guy. Yeah. I'm definitely more of a Joker. Yeah. Tim is, uh, I don't know who Tim would be. Maybe uh, Commissioner Gordon or something. Oh, really, you got to grow that muzzy out. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we're going to break down all this Batman news. And actually, we're going to discuss about some castings that weren't received very well at the start, but turned out to be absolutely incredible within the comic book movie genre. You could probably pick a few off the top of your head right now. But we're going to try to throw some wild ones at you, some ones that maybe at the onset seemed okay. But people were a little up in arms about them, a little confused about them, but it turns out that they become that iconic character. And we're also going to talk about The Phantom Menace, Star Wars Episode One. It is 20 years old, officially clicking over that vintage line, now yeah. falling into that space where we can call those Episode One figures vintage action figures that 20 years plus so we're gonna break that down in a little bit of detail talk about our favorite characters our favorite moments the score you know all the big star wars stuff because as we grow as we get into the next generation of star wars with this 2022 stuff we cannot forget about what came before what set the foundation for that universe on top of the original trilogy and the phantom menace being the first one out of the gate of the new era of star wars if we can call it that back when we were quite a bit younger 20 years ago that's a long time <laughs> that means ourself yeah yeah like, really aging <laughs> yeah. us but we're going to talk about that but like we always do at the top here guys we got to get into our weeks in nerd it's been a whole week it's been slow again for me you know i find myself shushing a lot rocking a lot and doing less toy store hunting yeah but i did find myself at the comic book shop this week you know nice. getting a fat stack there my dude yeah. al or at phoenix i should say hooking me up keeping me in the know and but other than that it's been it's been slow for me the only thing i got at the top here is my wife showed up with the vinyl for infinity war the score oh yes she walked in she's like i'm so excited i got you the end game vinyl and i looked at it i was like 
almost and she's like oh damn but the vinyl for the end game isn't out yet but man porch there you go I i've been say. on repeat oh, come on man that's the victory song yeah. right there yeah. oh so good Love it. so good yeah. but troy man yeah, how's, man. how's your weekend nerd we've missed you last week oh man it's Welcome been uh, back yeah thanks guys it's it's been nuts it's been nuts i've been falling into this whole um end game high still and yeah. uh, it's the mcu figures man oh, like yeah. they've been killing me right now i picked up uh the falcon Bucky, oh, you did get pack that at Toys R Us, eh? yeah, and is is a little bit cheaper. Shout out to Darth Goody; it wasn't as cheap as his find over <laughs> in the states. Lucky son of a gun. Yeah. But um, <laughs> picked up the Ronin. I found the Ronin too, which was cool. Nice. I uh, got the Black Panther. Um, I think Infinity War line. So he's wearing like the pink kind of vibranium suit. Oh, like the purple run The purple yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I guess there's two of them in that pack. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. One's just like a re-release, basically. Yeah. So I picked up him. Um, I got that Captain... Maybe that was a while ago, actually. I got the Captain Marvel in the bomber jacket. Yeah, you just and, redid yeah. her, right? And I just redid her, touched her up with uh, Lady Sith face. Yeah, the and Sith looks, lift. Looks, like, looks a little bit better. And um, we touched up the Iron Man armor. But man, I'm just oh, all yeah. in on this whole MCU Marvel Legends. You know, I'm with you right now. I'm unboxing, like, certain ones that I can kind of, like, tweak myself. Those are the ones I'm unboxing, but I'm having such a great time, like, posing these figures yeah, up, man. so like, great. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and that was a decision I, uh, that I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm going all in on Marvel Legends MCU, so I'm yeah. going back. I'm not missing a ton, but I'm missing some expensive ones, some of the two packs, and yeah. I want to get one of every character on display and then switch out, upgrade as I go. Like the Gamora from the original yeah, Guardians man. is a little different than from Volume 2. Didn't pick that up. So I got some hunting to do, some eBay, but I want to get one of everything. That's going to be my like my focus nice. of collecting over the summer. Here. And unboxing all of them. Unbo I bought unbox yeah. all my legends, yeah. Nice. Oh, and you got to hook me up with some stands here too because yeah, I got some posability yeah. on some of these. Yeah, stands the go the a long way. Yeah. yeah, man, the stands are awesome. And um, taking it back to the comics, War of the Realms. Oh. War of the Realms. So right now, if you're still on that end game high, and if you're you know in that Game of Thrones kind of world right now, <laughs> yeah. combine that, and you, this is what it is. Yeah, that's what Jason Aaron sold it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, <laughs> and the, yeah, best way to put it, man, because um, I'm loving. Not gonna spoil anything, but issue three is the last one I read, and it's kind of a, a reformation of the Secret Avengers yeah. in a way. There, so, so good. it's it's great stuff, man. Yeah. Jason Aaron's killing it. But yeah, nice. that's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's been it, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts while well, we're sticking out this Legends thing? What yeah. are your thoughts on this new wave they announced? We get the updated War Machine. Yes. We get the Rescue mm -hmm. in there, the Shuri, the Professor Hulk Build-A-Figure, and then a weird run of comic book characters. So it's the thing that kills me on these mm -hmm. things, and I don't, I don't want to complain about this, but when they have a, a deep run of comic book characters that I have no real interest in here, the Beta Ray looks pretty good, but they got Union Jack and old school Loki, yeah. Rock Python, but they are the ones that have the Build-A-Figure pieces. Yeah. So another... It's going to be another Build-A-Figure that I'm either have to get eBay or find some way of assembling these things without paying $30 for just a Build-A-Figure piece. Like, I am not into that anymore. So, it's very... I did that early days, mm -hmm. and I'm happy, but I was spending, like, 120 bucks yeah. to get the Hulkbuster, and that's all. Like, and only three figures I wanted. So... What are your thoughts on this this new wave, man? You know, when I first saw the release, I was all on board because I think all I saw was the Hulk. And I, at the time, I didn't even know he's a Build-A-Figure. I thought he's just going to be a single release. And mm -hmm. then I saw, I think, the Shuri and I saw the uh, Recovery. Yeah. Uh, or Rescue, Rescue, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, man, give me all that. But then I saw, you know, the classic comic figures, which is cool in its own line. Mm -hmm. Not with the movie like Endgame, man, where we have, like, the cap. Yeah. That is going to go down in history. Um, we have a new mold we could have experimented on with uh, Thor, which yeah. I don't know why they passed that opportunity. And then we also have, obviously, the Iron Man. Like, yeah, no That's Iron crazy. Man. We're not going to have an Iron Man Marvel legend from Endgame. Yeah. Iron, Man really? Thor, Iron Man, Thor, and Cap. Yeah. Well, they get the Cap kind of in the uh, the quantum suit that isn't colored. Right, right. yeah. But no representation of those that final battle three yeah. figures, which is 
odd. Like, we were talking about this before we recorded. The Endgame merchandise yeah. for the movie that's likely to be the biggest movie of all time worldwide, yeah. there's very... When you get outside of Funko Pops and a limited Marvel Legends run, yeah. there's not a ton of merchandise out no. there. It's not like Star Wars, which penetrates every single aspect of right. your life. Yeah. This has been... Almost like less than Infinity War, yeah. And I think Age of Ultron honestly was probably the biggest release of toys, yeah. of a, of associated merchandise yeah. and all that. This has been really lacking. Even Civil War was even up yeah. there more so than this. It's it's something else really, and that um they kind of cheaped out a little bit too because when we're getting these uh, like the quantum suits, like we've got the dual pack obviously yeah. going on with Black Widow and Hawkeye, but it's obviously the same mold as the Captain America that yeah. we got as well, right? And then they just give us, like, replacement heads. Yeah. I don't see why they didn't take more liberties and give us a little bit more than just that. Yeah, or paint them the right color. Or paint them the right <laughs> color. Or, or we give us even the characters from the timelines that they hop back to. Yeah. You know, like, it's... give us that cap. Because we had our money on another cap from Avengers, at least, yes. popping up here. Never got them. So. No. Man. Yeah. No, yeah. Not to complain, but yeah. it's uh, <laughs> sometimes collecting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sorry, lastly, I got to give a shout out to uh, Dalton. That, that, yeah, Dalton. That, man, yeah. that, oh, give that guy a mic. Like, I heard him <laughs> he call in the other day or uh, through you guys' podcast, and I was like, yo, this guy's energy is on another level. Like, I got to go back there and see this movie. And uh, I hope he saw it in IMAX. I think he said he's going to see it in IMAX when yeah. he touches back down in the States. Yeah. But um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, man. Cool question, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's my dude right there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. Everyone's favorite podcaster. <laughs> yeah, is, Team is Troy back, back in the room. <laughs> Team Troy just adds another me, one. He said, oh, I, you know, I give a shout out to the, the podcast, the movie, and Troy. And I was like, of course he is. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sensing a little jealousy here. I mean, I may, may have to be the referee between you two. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. They got, everyone's got to have their favorite. And yeah. And it's yeah. not our fault that it's always Troy. <laughs> I mean, every everyone can't be Michelangelo, right? That's right. I mean, some of us have to be Donatello. That's right. Or Raph. <laughs> I didn't know people yeah. liked Michael. I thought it was always Raph or, uh, or Leo. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Mikey was the man. Was he? Oh, okay. Where oh. were you? I feel like you're like a Mikey. Like you're oh, like I'm the totally Mikey. the Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hands down. And and you're like the Leonardo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want that Raph or Al title, but. Uh, right. I think that's more Tim, you know, the silent, vigilant type. Yeah, I that, feel like that, Tim's that's me the, on the, the Leo because he's like the mature leader. <laughs> yeah, I guess Tim would be. Yeah. Yeah, Leo. I'm also the most quiet on this podcast. I'm shaking my head. Uh, you know, maybe he's a Donatello. I mean, let us know, Twitter gang, which yeah. Ninja Turtle are we? Yeah. And we need a fourth. What's Carlos? <laughs> yeah, Carlos will be the fourth. He might be the Donatello because he's the most wise or one of all of us. Or he could be Splinter, you know, like the wise yeah. the wise one yeah. that came before us. Yeah. There you That's go. true. Right? There That's true. Go. I like yeah. that. Carlos Splinter. <laughs> all right, let's know. Who are the turtles? And Sanjay. How's your weekend nerd? Oh, my weekend nerd has been great. You know, I've been uh, catching up on an old love of mine, something that I haven't recently followed but as a kid and as a young teen and as a teen i loved and that's wrestling oh yes yeah. so i uh went to a used uh dvd store here in calgary and they had wrestlemania so i picked up two uh volume box sets so now i got wrestlemania one through five and wrestlemania six through ten and so ten bucks each for these box sets and if you go on amazon those two box sets combined well over 300 bucks no way 350 maybe 400 i got them for 10 bucks each so what a deal i've been like trying to catch up when i can watching some old like no bret way. hart matches cause what year does this take place around so wrestlemania one was i think 86 mm-hmm. and Whoa. wrestlemania uh 10 would then be shoot 96 Wait, so we got yokozuna in there 
Yokozuna, yeah. yeah. WrestleMania 9 yeah. when he loses the belt to Hulk Hogan. And, and Bret Hart's in there. Bret the Hart, there yeah. The best there is. The best there was. The best. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. Macho Man. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Oh. The, the mega powers collide. WrestleMania oh, 5, man. Hogan and Macho oh, Man. Oh, man. What about the uh, the Bushwhackers? Are the Bushwhackers? Uh, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, this is like right when like it's the like prime time, right? This is like, yeah. Warrior. Ultimate oh, Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, WrestleMania you, 6 at Skydome. You're catching New Gen, too, coming in there with like Razor Ramon. Razor yeah, oh, Shawn man. Michaels, too. The bad guy. Yeah. yeah. British nice. Bulldog was my guy, too. And, you know, man, I love wrestling. I could talk old wrestling all day. So I got a recommendation for you, then. Okay. So I was listening to Sandcrawler Podcast. It's yeah. one of the collecting podcasts here in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. So go check them out. They're awesome. Yeah. But they had uh, a, a guy named Matt Cardona, who's also known as Zack Ryder from the WWE. Oh, okay. He's a massive, massive collector. Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, Funko oh, Pops, yeah. but also big wrestling collector. Oh, like action okay. figure collector. Yeah. And he's got him and his buddy, who's also a WWE guy, Kurt Hawkins. They have a podcast called the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Oh. And he was on that show, and then that's how I initially heard him through Sandcrawlers. I started listening. To, I listen to the show every week now. Oh, These okay. guys are awesome it's all about wrestling figures i don't collect yeah. wrestling i don't i yeah. keep kind of tabs on wrestling yeah but uh they're great fantastic nice. guys and he just put a vlog up of him going like he's nuts for collecting <laughs> yeah he put a vlog up where they went into a store and he walked out with like 70 vintage stores action figures no what that's way. crazy yeah so like he's like a big big time collector wow. like the type of guy that goes and spends like a thousand dollars in a store man that's we're, we're preaching like under 35 bucks <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like the opposite yeah but, but yeah. It's a, the podcast is a ton of fun nice and they talk about wrestling stuff awesome. they always have guests like they had re- more recent guests on and stuff yeah. like that so oh. there's a recommend if, if you're looking for something oh, a little man. different in a collecting space but maybe not you know stories marvel dc but yeah. they do touch on stuff like that and they have that that real collector's kind of knowledge mm-hmm. and th- they're very enthusiastic about it which is pretty cool because they they hold it down with the power of the force too right yes yeah yes yes yeah 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 okay. man they're making it rain in toys r us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That is i used cool. to be a huge wrestling collector of figures actually i had like everything as a kid yeah like, you're talking about everything i had a jim ross action figure nice. like that's how like hardcore i was did you have the hogan was the, the hogan stuff the animal yeah <laughs> <laughs> the which one the hogan stuff animal remember those like, oh that Hulk yeah hogan, like, no i didn't have i didn't have the stuff animal but i had like the old like from like the 80s like the old figures with hogan uh, ultimate warrior yeah. bushwhackers I like, have, like the i think they're called ljns yeah that's my old... knowledge from that podcast <laughs> like the old school yeah it yeah. didn't move yeah the hands yeah. didn't move yeah warrior had like the ring i had like everything I'd sting in that line I'm oh okay. stings my dude yeah. stings your guy yeah. yeah. oh yeah wcw times though yeah. that's oh, when yeah. sting you was my like dude. more wcw guys i love wcw goldberg really? sting i was more Ruler, WWF, Ray mysterio like, oh, oh man like wcw to me was just like who are these new kids on the really yeah, and then the '64 game. Oh, their games were unreal. Yeah, yeah. right. Revenge oh, yeah. was probably the best wrestling game of all time. Ever, Re- ever. Yeah. So no. good, so yeah. good. Um, <laughs> Not that we detour away from. <laughs> I mean, DC, welcome back to In the Squared Circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, I've been catching up on my comics. Been reading Wonder Woman. It's been a pretty good run. Um, trying to catch up on some Batman, which has been fantastic. I'm all caught up on that now. Nice. Was yeah. it 70 they're at? Yeah, number 70. Shoot, okay, I'm two issues down. Okay, okay yeah. yeah, it's good, it's good. Did you like the... Um the what was it the Catwoman Bachelorette and Batman? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that, Bachelor that was a lot Party. Of fun. And Lois Lane. I love seeing Lois Lane. Lane and Catwoman. They're good Selena dynamic. Together. Yeah, they're great. 
I love yeah. it. Yeah, and Superman yeah. and Batman. Just I like, love that when they were just in Wayne Manor. Yeah. Bruce was so boring. And yeah. Clark's kind of like, man, this is all you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a, it feels like a Lego movie type thing. Oh, yeah, well, totally. Yeah. 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 It was a fun detour episode I, yeah. or issue. I kind of like those, those one-offs where it's just yeah. kind of just fun and nothing like happens but you just is it it's probably is it a break between big arcs kind of because that's coming off the nightmare arc that they just had right yeah Remember? which yeah. i didn't really like that much it was confusing because it was like issue 63 because i was reading catching up 63 i think was like nightmare arc yeah and they started like a new run with the flash on 64 but yeah. they didn't finish the nightmare which arc. was also heroes in crisis crossover yeah it was weird and i yeah. was like did i miss something like i was like googling i was like shoot i like I got a wrong printing or yeah. something like this doesn't make sense. And it's it just different. continued after. Yeah. They do yeah. that sometimes. Like they, they've done that in the past with big events in Marvel. Civil yeah. war is one where they, it, the Brubaker run. And then it's all of a sudden punctuated by this weird civil war story. Oh, with uh, yeah. Captain America. Oh, and then there's a house of M weird house of M weird. thing in there too, where he's like old man Rogers, right. And oh, house yeah. of M. But yeah. like, it's like, I think issue 10 or 11, it just stops like dead in his tracks and right. has this like, but sometimes I like that because it's like, let's take a pause. That's and kinda, true. Yeah. But I yeah. like them between arcs where there's kind of a little bit of downtime yeah. and then it pumps back up to something else. Definitely. Yeah, it, you need that. If you're like reading week to week, then totally that makes sense. But when you're trying to catch up, like yeah. when they put it in trades, they're going to have to like reorder it or else it'll be so confusing. Yeah, yeah. they'll probably actually pull it out. I've seen them do that where they yeah. yank issues take out. Take it out. That yeah. makes sense. So it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's been a fulfilling week, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. For all of us here in the nerd room. And yeah, like... I know I didn't say I did a lot, but I did read, start reading comics again. Which nice. Is, nice. Nice. I nice. finally found that time, carved it out, got the cap, and yeah. War of the Realms. Are, are you doing tie-ins, or are you just sticking, like, I'm Avengers just, and War just, of the Realms? Just Avengers and War of the Realms. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not doing all the big stuff. I might wait. I usually wait for that stuff to come in Marvel Unlimited. Right. And then I backtrack and kind of fill in the story a little bit. But we'll see. It's yeah, just too expensive crazy i learned my lessons in secret wars oh, yeah. but if you're gonna do it with any event it would have been secret, secret wars, wars actually i did good. like 70 percent of the time never that summer oh, we're going nuts nah. <laughs> Expensive. there's always one event that gets you yeah oh yeah there are yeah. or several yeah. avx is another killer for me yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. all right guys let's jump into the news this week it's a little slim as we build into this big dc news but i want to touch you know we sent the last few weeks talking avengers endgame one of the if not the biggest movie of all time and we always got to touch on this box office just a little bit. You know, we touched on it last week as we're kind of speculating. You know, three weeks ago, we we're saying for sure, biggest movie of all time. Yeah. It's lost a lot of momentum over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. It just clicked over that $774 million mark here domestically, which puts it as the highest grossing MCU film domestically now, just passing Black Panther's $700 million haul from last year, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. This also pushes the MCU over $8 billion domestically. That's just in the United States and Canada. It's not bad. Absolutely insane over 22 <laughs> movies. Now, we are $160, $170 million short of Avatar's $2.788 billion. Now, with Avengers Endgame sitting at $2.620 as of this recording. Mm-hmm. It was a sure thing when it dropped. Yeah. It's looking a little tight now, but my opinion, they are going to leave this film in the theaters as long as it needs to pass Avatar. Yeah. This uh... is now, be- it's got to be gold seeking. They ha- Even if it's. billion dollars they are going to leave it in my opinion what do you guys think yeah i'm right there with you especially because i think the avatar number that we have is also accumulating the fact that it got re-released yes oh this is a total this is all in yeah exactly so i think yeah you're right they're going to leave endgame in there 
I do know it's going to have a little bit of struggles because we have Aladdin, your movie, coming up next. And then we got um, <laughs> um, Godzilla. Yeah. And then we still have Pikachu in there. And we still have John Wick, which is doing... And then X-Men. X-Men. And X-Men for four people. Five now. Five and four people in Five people. Yeah. So, but but like I mentioned too before with um, Far From Home being in there too, I think that's going to give it a little bit of a push. Yeah. Kind of like what Captain Marvel, Marvel right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I think they're going to do it. I think yeah. Endgame, when it's all said and done, is going to be the highest grossing yeah. film of all time. But yeah. it's not going to touch that domestic total of 900 and some odd million for Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. That's yeah. crazy. No. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. Wow. Not in its... It, this will go over 800, but it's not going to touch 900. No, no, no. Which is crazy. Um, I think it will pass Avatar, mm-hmm. but I don't know if like it's up to Disney to keep this film in theaters. Isn't that up to like the theater owners? Like if the film's not putting out money. Well, the thing is, if it's if the theater makes more money now, right? Because yeah. I think the cut the way the cuts work is that Disney or the distributor takes 70 percent of the mm-hmm. first four weekends mm-hmm. or whatever, three weekends, yeah. and then so it's in their best interest to kind of let it linger, but. Yeah. I would say biggest film of all time, even if they're making, I don't know, it's probably going to be making more money than some other film, right? Yeah. yeah. Like a dog's journey or yeah. something. This Something's film will that, probably yeah. outgrows Dark Phoenix after two weeks. Yeah. And th- yeah. To be honest with you, right? Yeah. Because um, Dark Phoenix is looking to debut only to about $50 million, which would be a franchise low. Which is crazy. Which yeah. is unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. But exciting to see, continue to watch this. I know that we bang on about the box office, and it's fun. we probably won't really touch on this again until it does click over to that, hopefully over yeah. that Avatar number. But it's well in front of Titanic, $500 million up on Titanic. Force Awakens is number four now then? It's yeah, dropped? For number four, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It didn't quite get to Titanic numbers, which right. is also crazy. Yeah. yeah. This plays to, when you look at the percentages here, like Avatar and Endgame have about the same split, domestic to international, which is 70-30. But The Force Awakens is 45-55. 55, so that's a way different split. And that shows how much more the domestic total goes to Star Wars. Yeah. No how, uh, China. Yeah, no yeah. big China is really or wow. there's a China release, but no big China haul. Right. And that's yeah. one of their better China performances, wasn't it? I Force think so. Yeah. Than it was later on. Yeah. yeah, like it did like Shazam numbers in China. Yeah. Which is crazy for like the Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. But it just doesn't have whatever for whatever reason. We've talked about this before, it doesn't have that same legacy. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to watch here, but yeah. Endgame. Mm. <sighs> Man. Are you guys done? Are you guys gonna go back in there? I'm gonna go see it again. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. I don't think so. With like the summer movie coming out, I don't yeah. get like if I had no children, I would probably be already seeing it <laughs> twice or three times. Actually, that's true. Um, but we with like all these, to do. yeah, with the new movies coming out, like Godzilla, X Men, even Detective Pikachu, I want to see. So. I must sit on all that yeah. till it comes on Netflix. Most yeah. of that. Yeah. Like even yeah. Godzilla, I've heard really good things about Godzilla. Yeah. Like they're well, saying it's like changing the monster movie game. Well, is I mean, it still in continuity with the Brian Cranston? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is Godzilla is a movie you have to see in theaters. Like you see that on Netflix, I think you lose something. It's kind of like Aquaman. Not on my fifty-five inch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your seat, IMAX. <laughs> Tim's and, coming for you. No surround sound. <laughs> Shh, the baby's sleeping. Tim, yeah. turn it down. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I get to take my headphones off when I'm watching stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> okay, stick with the MCU. The next films, we have not heard what they are. We've got a definitive release slate, at least nailed down by both Marvel Studios and Disney. That was committed a year or so ago, reaffirmed a couple weeks ago when they confirmed what was going on in the Star Wars and Avatar space. So we know we have two release films next year, and then followed by three the following year and three the following year after that. One of the films that is highly speculated to fill one of those slots next year is Black Widow. People are talking that may release date for a Black Widow film. So this gives it a nice, you know, Avengers or MCU type release date, start of summer, kind of building towards one of the bigger release weekends of the year. 
And a lot of question marks have been put on this film coming out of the back end of Endgame. So, spoiler alert for Endgame grabs. I'm really only talking to you, I think. <laughs> so, just fast forward, like, maybe five minutes. <laughs> we'll be quick. Yeah, we'll be quick on this one, because I think you're the only one that hasn't seen this film. So, spoiler alert for Avengers Endgame. Okay, it's happening. <laughs> so, Black Widow dies, as 90% of the population of the planet knows. Yeah. And there's a lot of question as to what this film is going to be. Do we need, and I think this was referenced before by, I believe, Carlos or yourself, Troy, about having a character die in a film and then going back and doing an origin story of that same character only a year or so later. And this puts what Black Widow is going to be and really doesn't fill out much of the context of how they're going to structure this film so they don't fall to that same pattern and maybe a lesser debut because of that. People have seen the end of Black Widow's mm -hmm. arc. They've seen a full story going from Iron Man 2 through to Endgame. Do we need a prequel of sorts to fill in some more of her backstory? Mm -hmm. My opinion, yes. I love the character very much. But we had all assumed that this was going to take place either pre-Iron Man or pre-Avengers in some fashion. Yes where we're going to get some build out of a story where she's running around independently doing the spy game thing and all that. Yeah. But apparently this is coming from Sebastian Stan, the actor who plays winter soldier, yeah. Bucky Barnes. He was at some con in Italy and he let it slip that this film was apparently taking place. This is a black widow film in between civil war and infinity war. So where that puts black widow is that, that should we see her turn and help out Captain America mm -hmm. and Bucky as they fly off as before the big civil war fight with Iron Man. So she's switched sides, and then we don't really see much of her again until she shows up in Infinity War with Captain America's Secret Avengers. Yeah. So this puts into a, a really interesting space for us, filling in that time between Civil War and Infinity War with a character like this that is kind of on the run, maybe doing her own solo thing, but it makes it very hard to do flashback storytelling. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys' thoughts on this type of film being some sort of pseudo-origin film, but set in really one of the hot spots of the MCU. Troy, like Black yeah. Widow, do we need it? Do you want it? And what do you think of this timeline setting? Um, I think, yeah, I think, I, I definitely want it, hands down. I think we need it. I think we're late yeah. to the party, um, honestly. It's weird, though, um, when you think about it. I mean, for me, I always feel like I needed that Black Widow film kind of set around Winter Soldier, just because I love the Winter Soldier film, yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like. But her, you know, on the bunker with um, Cap, I feel like, yeah, we're ready for that movie. We yeah. need one. So I kind of wanted that timeline. I want the Budapest thing going yeah. on with her and right, her right. And Hawkeye. This is kind of a weird one, too. I even would have even liked to see her being, like, the lead of the team during Endgame. Yeah. I really liked her position yeah. there. That would have been cool. That would have been kind of cool. But I guess, like, the Endgame thing's done, you know? So I guess you got to put a little bow on there. So I guess where they're putting this movie will be fine. I just don't really know what kind of story you're going to tell. Yeah. Because you want to see Bucky Barnes. You want to yeah. see the Winter Soldier make an appearance, right? Of course. And you want to go back and revisit yeah, some of the Hawkeye stuff. Yeah. And Nick Fury origin stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of you could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot you could do in there. But you handcuff yourself a bit in this time frame. Yeah. Because you then now rely on quick flashbacks to tell that part of the story. Right. And you can't have Bucky Barnes in there. He's in Wakanda. Like exactly. You, mm -hmm. What about Captain America? Yeah. Like, how do you fit that in? Is Evans actually done playing Captain America? Right. Question mark. Russo's put a question mark on that. Yeah. Like, is he done? <laughs> so, Sanjay, take on Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for this movie. You know, the more movies, especially from the MCU, the better. Yeah. Um, but as again, as, as Troy said, it's late. Like, this movie would have been so much more impactful, and I think it would have done so much better. I mean, I'm just speculating here because we have no idea how it's going to perform, but I think, like, the box office would have been so much better had this movie came out before Infinity War. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you have it and you're like, okay, then this ties into infinity war and then boom, you go from there. Yeah. Having this coming back to it now. And black widow has like been around since Iron Man two. So yeah. since the third film and then she's just getting her own solo now, it's crazy. Like I, I think I'm excited for it and I want to see it and I think it'll do well. But I think it would have done better if they had got their ducks in a row and put this out mm-hmm. before Infinity War. Yeah, my only rebuttal on that one is is that I felt that Marvel was waiting for a very specific time to release the female-led superhero mm-hmm. film. They let Wonder Woman take the lead on that, mm-hmm. show that it could be both a critical and a financial success. Mm-hmm. They've built this character up. It's not like she hasn't gotten a ton of screen time, no. right? She's got a character arc in there. Yeah. But I agree with you in the sense that this film in the Captain Marvel space, yeah. after Infinity War, before Endgame, build up that hype towards her eventual... Because that's one thing, and one of my few little nitpicks in Endgame is that I'd been connected to this character for so long, but I didn't feel the emotional impact mm-hmm. of her death in Endgame because we knew it was happening as soon as they showed up. Which one of them? Yeah. But then the back... It just... To me, it didn't land emotionally. And maybe if we had had an origin film yeah. where her and Hawkeye. Yes. So that's the piece that is going to be difficult if it's actually set in there is that they're not going to be allowed to explore too much of that. You might be able to bring in Barton, but he's supposed to be on house arrest. Right. Yeah. yeah at that point. Yeah. That's why it's a weird time where they're picking. Yeah. If so that's the case. If, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. If mm-hmm. that's the case, this mm-hmm. is Sebastian Stan talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's talking just, you know, out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. Or what Maybe the his is. Italian isn't very good. <laughs> Maybe right. translated wrong. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> but it's interesting because yeah, I think I, I don't, I don't know where I sit. Like mm-hmm. I like the idea of setting something in there, but then you're, still relying on that the context of the mcu around that time sam Mm -hmm. wilson captain america like it's difficult it's difficult to do for sure but i think to me that they're going to be able to to pull this off it's just how well it's going to be received being a prequel type of story you know post end game we're looking for that forward driving narrative but we're going to take a pit stop at the almost the first release after Far From Home and say, no, we're going to tell this story here right. first. And go back to phase two? Phase three? Phase three, yeah. Mid-phase phase three, three yeah. type thing, right? Yeah. And so it's going to be it's going to be a little different. So they're going to have to frame it properly yeah. in some context. I'd almost prefer if they're going to take a pause on the foregoing narrative just to go way back. Exactly. Yeah, just ignore all of that filler. We don't need to fill the space. You know, it's not like the comic books and stars are trying to fill in between A New Hope and, and Empire. Yeah. Just go way, way away back. from it, like yeah. Captain Marvel did. Yeah. She took a, it's took a big step back from the continuity and built their own universe around it. Exactly. That. Love it. So, Especially with Black Widow. You could totally pull that off. Yeah. yeah. so much lore around that character. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Crazy times. And even the Sam Wilson cap thing. Oh, man. It's getting off the ground here. It looks like they're trying to, to get Emily Van Camp, who played Agent 13. Yeah. As well as Daniel Bruhl, who played uh, Zemo? Yeah, yeah Zemo. Baron, yeah, Baron Zemo. Yeah, Baron yeah. von Zemo. Yeah. Is it Baron? No, Baron von Strucker. Yeah, Zemo. He's not Baron quite Zemo. a Baron yet. He hasn't earned that yeah. title. So <laughs> they're building into that that Civil War yeah. kind of Winter Soldier yeah. type. Yeah, of... Sharon Carter. Yeah, back. Uh, so it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what they do in that space. But it looks like cool. they're bringing back all the alum from that Captain America universe yeah. and kind of just progressing forward with it. So That's going to be so cool just to see you know uh, Sam Wilson taking notes from <sighs> Bucky because he's going to learn a lot. I mean, Sam's pretty cool on his own, but you, you know this is yeah. the soldier we're talking about, so he's going to yeah. learn a lot from that guy and just become next best thing do they debut the suit do you think in episode one episode six or at all like do they wait for a film i think they wait for the film yeah you think so wait for the film before you drop that cool so it's gonna be like a a daredevil build right oh you think where he has like the black suit for a while yeah yeah yeah. so it's like some like evolution of the suit and you don't quite get the full 
Falcon cap suit that we saw right. in the comics. You get some version of it. Yeah. And then the film, like Avengers, whatever, he shows up and he's got like the, the full proper suit. I yeah. think he retweeted a photo the other day. Yeah, yeah, the one. concept. Yeah. There are some artists out there. But, I mean, you read the comics. I mean, I believe Sam Wilson was pretty hesitant on taking the mantle at he first. Was. Yeah. How did he eventually get the costume? Like, how did that whole thing to work? To be honest with you, I do not remember. I have to go back. Because a lot of hesitation came around, like, the not my Captain America type right, thing. Right, right. And they played, Nick Spencer played right to the time. Yeah. About, you know, they didn't want an African-American Captain yeah. America. It's not my Captain America yeah. type thing. The world's not ready for this. Yeah, that's right. And so they really played to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that served that storyline really well because yeah. it was very poignant, very of the time. Yeah, that's which right. Which of the time is like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of gone backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think they're gonna play a little bit into that. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what they're gonna do, but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. interesting to watch this evolve. I'm so excited wait, that it's it's Sam Wilson, that it's Anthony Mackie that's yeah. taking the mantle. Like Bucky would have been cool. Yeah. But this they they can do so much more for storytelling, character building with this character. For novel. sure. And, and it just makes sense because I mean you have like. Winter Soldier is pretty much a known terrorist assassin. Yeah. yeah. So to yeah. make him now your Captain America would have just been a little weird in real yeah. life. So, yeah. Well, how they're going to end the series is going to be like Rocky 3 with, uh, was that Apollo and Rocky just yeah. about to fight? It'll be uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon yeah. just nice. about to fight and then it like nice. cuts away. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, man. Running on a beach? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope they run on the beach together. Just sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> Playing volleyball together with their short Crazy. shorts and their tank tops. <laughs> All right, let's transition over to one of our other favorite universes here, Star Wars. Yeah. Nice. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked about Star Wars, and a couple of weeks ago, we did talk about the announcement that we're getting films in 2022, 2024, and 2026, all in that December time frame, back to Star Wars at Christmas, which we're super excited about this year for The Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to get that feel here, and with about a three-year break, we're all pretty happy, not happy, I would say, but very accepting of yeah. that three-year break, of that kind of breather for Star Wars. But we always questioned what films were filling that space. Is it the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Is it the Benioff and Weiss stuff? Well, Iger came out, that's Disney's CEO, and he said at Disney's annual Upfronts event that it will, in fact, be the Benioff and Weiss series that is taking that at least 2022 forward-going space in the Star Wars universe. Now, this created a whole crap ton of controversy around one Ryan Johnson. There's no mention of him. He's been left out of press releases as of late. But... That being said, we have some confirmation that it is the producers for the now panned Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that oh, also created a ton of controversy because yeah. there's petitions here, there's petitions there. Crazy. Yeah. So, DB, Benioff and Weiss, yeah. what, what are your thoughts, Troy, yeah, on them helming this new series? Being a Game of Thrones yeah, guy, man. do you have confidence in this? Are you excited about the 22 release being these guys? Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts? Thousand percent, man. I've been down with the news since day one. How, when did they release this again? This is a while ago. Yeah. They mentioned these guys are going to be doing it. And I've been in favor of hopefully an old Republic just because, I mean, that flavor that they have in Game of Thrones yeah. is, oh, it's something else. And I'm still down with these guys. I mean, yeah, was I a fan of season eight? was it we decided yeah Yeah. was it season eight no not at all (laughs) but um you know everybody has a bad day and um i can't wait to see what these guys do in in the star wars star wars world um i think there's still some plenty of good things they did do in this season Mm -hmm. but i'm not taking that away from them at all i think what they can do in star wars man with these characters or brand new characters is going to be fantastic man so i'm totally excited for this film Please give me Knights of the Old Republic. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, they're not directing, just writing this, right? We could, we're still open for three different directors, possibly. Yeah, potentially. And this, like, right? and some of the speculation was that maybe they've combined the Johnson and the Benny Hoffman White stuff right. into one, where maybe Johnson directs one of their, their written films. Mm-hmm. They, they're collaborating together in some fashion. They did originally announce this as being two separate kind of series. One was a series and one was a trilogy. Yeah. So, you know, are we going to wait until 2028 to get Ryan Johnson's trilogy? I don't know. Yeah. Does one, does his fall onto Disney Plus? Is it gone? I really don't know. Yeah. And I know a ton of people were all over Ryan Johnson on the internet. And come <laughs> on, guys. like It's been a while now. What was it? The Last Jedi was 2018? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get, come on, yeah. guys. It's, it's, it's crazy. Stuff. But it's just escalating. It's just yeah. getting worse and worse. It's it's nonsense. But I'm curious to see um, with Benny Alpha and Weiss, because Star Wars already taken enough cherry picked enough people from game of thrones i'm wondering yeah. who else are we gonna see in this Ooh. uh see, i'm sure we're gonna see some game of thrones actors Sophia and actresses. turner maybe that'd be cool yeah. i'd be down with that Sophia yeah. turner um guy plays john snow yeah kid harrington yeah I kid harrington yeah 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 oh man there's so much they could do yeah can't wait yeah i agree with you man i'm excited yeah. about this that i to be honest with you it doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me who's who's directing this who's writing it at this point both i'm in favor of both camps and going in a new direction. Yeah. And kind of keeping that same Star Wars flavor, but evolving the universe. Yeah. You need different minds in here, different characters, and different yep. people doing things. And I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Mm-hmm. I saw all the petitions about <laughs> remake season eight. That's crazy. It, okay, here's the thing. And this goes to the Robert Pattinson stuff, too. Yeah, that's nonsense, too. If you don't like something, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You can yeah. express that. We do that here. We yeah. express it. Then we move on. <laughs> there's no sense in drawing up a petition you know what petitions are for social injustice <laughs> when you want your voice heard on an important social issue and the government's not listening to you and you want to say look i've got a whole bunch of people that support this idea yeah. that will better people's lives yeah this stuff this petition stuff this yeah. isn't bettering anyone's lives no this is annoying people and this is using that forum incorrectly yeah, it's so, childish yeah, yeah stop using petitions to get people out of roles should yeah. we start a petition to yeah. stop petitions yeah, to stop petitioning <laughs> to only let petitions for but, real social yeah. issues do, do these people out there I and mean, i'm sorry if you're one of them out there listening but do you really think this is going to change like do you really think they're actually going to rewrite the season or, or recast batman or redo or, the last or, jedi or redo the last jedi <laughs> no yeah. really it's yeah. like here's the thing if you're really that upset about it dedicate your life like these guys have done into like being creative and doing your own stuff mm-hmm. and then eventually maybe you'll become in a position of power where you can drive the narrative of star wars or game of thrones or batman or whatever here's the other thing you could turn the tv off yeah yeah <laughs> or, or you can just you know you can complain about it that's cool it's okay yeah. like you don't have to like it if you don't like it you don't like it that's... but to go this other route is just unheard of in yeah. my opinion yeah. well and that's what we're saying we're not saying don't have an opinion yeah of course have an opinion express yeah. that online for if you sure. there's forums for that yeah but it doesn't have to go to the extent it goes exactly. and it also doesn't mean chasing after these guys yeah yeah right and saying you should fire them from star wars or whatever <laughs> like, right th- yeah. th- decisions are made creative decisions are made yeah you're never going to be able to please absolutely everyone yeah. and I, I apologize to the people that didn't enjoy the end of, of game of thrones mm-hmm. like, we've all experienced that yeah of lost was another one right oh yeah didn't yeah. love the ending yeah. but the journey was pretty damn good exactly <laughs> yeah right so that, that that is what it is yeah at this point so sanjay any comments on these uh, directors uh, i haven't seen anything they've done and i have no idea what they're doing so um I'm excited. Wait and see. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because you guys don't watch Game of Thrones. Does any of this backlash take away from the fact that if you guys ever want to revisit the series, uh, do you guys have zero interest? Like, still? I, I watched season one mm-hmm. when Jason Momoa was cast as Aquaman. I'm yeah. like, okay, hey, I haven't seen this guy in anything if at all. Maybe like very few stuff. Conan, maybe. No, no. I missed that one. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll watch season one. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty cool in it. But the show just didn't interest me to be honest okay. with you. 
just yeah. wasn't my thing. Um, so all this like backlash and stuff, yeah. I was like, ah, probably won't, because mm-hmm. like a huge commitment. Like, cause I gotta watch seasons two through eight. Yeah. Probably have to watch re- rewatch season one. one. Yeah. Oh no, I have yeah. a photographic <laughs> memory. So many names to go over. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, the backlash has nothing to do with it. It's cool. just more the commitment. Yeah. And I've been spoiled on a few of the things, like the, kind of the ending. But yeah. my hope is, at some point in time, I'll sit and revisit. I didn't watch Breaking Bad, but I I've seen it all now. Oh okay. But I didn't okay. watch it as it was coming out, but yeah, I've seen I never all saw six that seasons. Really? Or so. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredible. Oh, it's great. It's so oh, good. the best. So yeah. I have to watch that too then. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's one of those things that I'm happy to revisit down the road. Yeah. So if I can, if box set or if it pops up, I know it's an HBO thing, but at some point in time, I'll find, I'll get my hands on it and I'll I watch it. I think it's on it. Crave. Or yeah. uh, I think you're talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it doesn't, I don't, and it didn't, this doesn't take my view of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like they're creators, right? Exactly. Like people will have decisions that are made. Also, you know, Maybe they were under some sort of pressure from something else, yeah. right? They had to wrap up this massive story in what ten episodes or something? Yeah, yeah like seven, seven, six episodes, six episodes, six episodes. The last yeah. season before that was seven, as opposed to a normal ten. Yeah, so, so I don't yeah. know, a bit more economic there. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, but let's move on to something a little different. We're gonna cool. go back in time here and talk about the twentieth anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Ooh. So this film debuted on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, to incredible fanfare. You guys mm-hmm. remember the poll we did? Yeah, Phantom yeah. Menace, most anticipated movie of all time. I think we can generally agree yes. on that. The return. Yeah of star wars after an enormous hiatus mm-hmm. something that we never thought we we're going to see again and this the trailer you remember the trailer the pod oh. racing scene duel of fades oh like darth, darth maul, maul. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness man the effects back then there, have, there was nothing like breaking. that back then ground yeah. oh i think did we even see yoda in the trailer yeah I believe it was so. the, the, the puppet, puppet though puppet yoda, yeah. it was but yeah. still Whoa, yeah. looking a little younger. Yeah, still younger. <laughs> so, like, do you guys remember May 19th, 1999? Did you see this in theaters? Do you remember the hype around the fanfare? Sunshine, I know you saw this in, like, 2015. <laughs> Probably, like, Last week. 12 hours before The Force Awakens came out. <laughs> so, so, Troy, do you remember the space, like, the figures on the pegs at oh, Kmart and everything? man. Like, yeah, I remember the figures, the red card backs, yes. man. They, those bring so much back to me. Even though I never actually collected them, but I, I, I love the heck out of those things. Uh, the pop cans. Yes. The pop cans. The Pepsi. It was Whoa. Pepsi, right? It was Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of something. Continue. Yeah, I yeah, know. The, the Pepsi cans were were huge. Um, Halloween, I dressed up as Darth Maul. I had the nice. lightsaber where you flick it down and it would pop up and then the other one would pop up and That's it would light up. That. <laughs> I was a little too old to probably dress up like Darth Maul. <laughs> uh, second or third year university, I went as Darth Maul to a Halloween party. Oh, okay. So maybe nice. I wasn't. I was... I was <laughs> I think I was 12, maybe 13. Oh, yeah. I was like early yeah. 20s. Yeah. <laughs> but the Phantom Man is, is the music too, man. It was something else because, I, you know, I'm living off of the uh, special releases, mm-hmm. uh, special editions. And just to see them going back, this was the first time where it really hit me that I love uh, prequels. This mm-hmm. is the first time ever where I'm like, you know, you have a story in the present and you go back. I'm a sucker for it. And it was all thanks to the Phantom Menace. Yeah. And, man, I, I still like this movie to this day. Duel of Fates is one of the best scores, themes ever that, of all time. And that, one of the best lightsaber battles we've ever had. And that was 
that at that point in time we had yeah. never seen a lightsaber battle like no. that. Like the most the most dynamic one we ever got was yeah. Luke versus Vader with the Emperor in Return. Yeah, that was had the most choreography behind it. Yeah. It was the quickest. Yes. It was the most hard hitting, most ferocious. This was next level yeah. stormtrooper oh, stormtrooper <laughs> lightsaber fighting. Yeah, like I remember that. And just when he lights up that second, I think that was in the trailer. When he likes up that that second arm of the the lightsaber, yeah, because his arms out horizontally, yeah. and then it goes, oh, and it was, and, and we're getting a young Obi Wan Kenobi because yes. we never, last time we saw Obi Wan Kenobi fight was Darth Vader, obviously yeah. in Episode Four, but we never got to see it to this scale. It was crazy, and and it's so cool to see Ewan McGregor tap in to young Al, Al Guinness, yeah. right? It's something we've never seen before, obviously, and probably still nothing we've seen yet going forward not to put any shade on the young solo mm-hmm. but Ian McGregor just did something completely different yeah. with that character yeah, yeah. He, had, he had so much space to work in there because he yeah. really went so far back yeah yeah and then having someone like Ian McGregor take that role yes. and then you know Qui-Gon Jinn oh, another fantastic man. character Liam Neeson filling in that space yeah Come the on. sets, the yes. sound too in theaters. Listening to the pod racing, yeah. Even to this day, that, that hum of Sabolba. Yeah. So good. Oh man, incredible. Yeah, yeah. This incredible is something stuff. to watch, eh? I know, I know. I mean, the way you guys talk about it, the film, it's like better than the actual film. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because I spoke a couple weeks ago about I revisited with my daughter. That's right. Yeah. And if I can get a clip of her saying it, because this past weekend. We had some friends over and they're saying, you know, we're doing, we like, she likes to do, you know, what do you like better? And so yeah. we're doing like, I was like Star Wars or, or you know, Little Mermaid or something yeah. like yeah. that. And then someone did one and she was like Star Wars. And nice. she's like, and then she just put, me said Judge of Binks. There we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. She just busted it. And we nice. all like were howling laughing and yeah. she's running on doing it. So if I get a recording of her doing it, I'll drop it in. Oh, no, you That's should. Awesome. That's great. At some point. But yeah it's that watching it through those goggles, like I said a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. was, was a completely different experience for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was... 14 or something when this film came out yeah like it punched me right in the gut yeah like yeah. i'd seen the special editions two years prior when they dropped in the theaters and that was when my star wars love really started right like the action figures yeah. the obi-wan kenobi power of the force 2 yes those films and then this was like the first proper experience like i didn't do the line thing or anything like that mm-hmm. i was listening to kyle talk about this over on tumbling saber today and so i didn't have quite that same experience that that same fanfare around it but it was it was the atmosphere that was built around for the first time seeing, you know, figures and the movie. Yeah. And then it was just, I loved this film when I came yeah, out. Like, I absolutely adored it. I didn't have, like, the, I don't even remember the criticism around No. This. Like, no. I don't, it wasn't where. It didn't, it, it didn't, didn't have it when it came out. No, it no. was very it well was, received. It, well, uh, no. Later on, not, not, it, like, it shortly after pretty release. mixed. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, it's also built as being the return of Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you have all this nostalgia and all the, like the expectations of this film were on par with I don't even know if there's a film like there was more anticipated but also yeah. had the expectations to it you talk about Endgame or The Force mm-hmm. Awakens yeah. like there's expectations built into there yeah. but not the same way I don't think that this was no no and so it had to li- and just there's no way it was ever going to live up to that 20 years whatever it was of of headcanon you know right. how they're talking about darth vader and all yeah. this and then you don't see vader till episode three right yeah. you see this little kid right it's a little goofier it's, yeah. it's kind of playing to a younger audience and it's shiny yes right? very the shiny. world is shiny yes, we're getting into the warm. jedi lore you know yeah. we're seeing the jedi council for the first time yeah oh. yeah. yeah well like as you said you guys were like kind of steeped into this but in 99 I had no interest in Star Wars at yeah, all. Like watching fo- Matrix. Watch yeah, <laughs> Sixth Sense and yeah. the Toy Story thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like no, this came out and it just went right over my head. Mm. I like saw like news articles about it and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. 
but it just wasn't my thing at the time. I was more into like sports and I didn't even watch like that many superhero films to be honest with you back in 99. No Spawn? Uh, no, I saw Spawn Blade? in theaters. Yeah, there wasn't much else. Like, I saw Spawn in theaters, but like, to be honest with you, I wasn't like reading comic books. No. I was just Wizard kinda... Magazine, man. We had like the Blade movies. I know. Out, I, I actually had... picked. I had some Wizard and I had some Toy Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was go. like kind of dabbling, yeah. but I wasn't like nearly as I am into it now. Yeah. Mm. So like when it's you know this film came out, you know some mixed reviews, and then like over time people kind of just started crapping on the film yeah yeah yeah. and so i was just kind of like staying away from it It took a beating for a long time right because like every time i mentioned to people like oh i haven't seen star wars they would always say oh you don't have to worry about episode one yes you do yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people would always tell me that and (laughs) i'd be like okay so i kind of started to believe them you know i saw it maybe like four years ago five years ago and maybe if i saw it back like in 99 when it came out i and i like had this appreciation for it yeah, I probably would have had like this uh, appreciation for it, but like for me, it's just like yeah, it's a film. It's not my favorite, but I, I don't want to crap on it. You know, yeah. there's some cool stuff to it. Like I love the like underwater scenes yeah, and the pod there, racing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and like the fight with Darth Maul with yeah. the lightsabers you guys mentioned. So like there was some cool stuff, but you know, um, you like watch some of the CGI and stuff. You're like that would have been groundbreaking at the time. Oh yeah, it was it was flawless at the time. It was right now, twenty years later. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. some parts are rough for right. sure. But, right. But still not even as bad as it should be. No. Right. Yeah. Right. For ninety nine, yeah. you look at some of the stuff we were talking last week about X Men. You go to X Men one. Yeah. Some of that stuff you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this... Spawn like the yeah. cape. Exactly. Yeah. That cape yeah. is something else. Well, you, they just re released uh, Godzilla from ninety eight. Oh, on yeah. 4k and you watch the godzilla uh-huh. there godzilla yeah. looks so cgi yeah, yeah the diddy yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know what though um is attack of the clones is the one i don't remember being hated on because now attack of the clones is the one that gets more of a beating than phantom menace but i remember yeah. as a kid watching attack of the clones i don't remember any of the hate going on with that really one, but clearly it was present i just I- it's went right over my head. It, you know, like, I don't know if because we didn't have access as much like social media and all that. Yeah. But I remember zero hate. Yeah. The prequels like zero, and it was I was kind of in university at when Attack of the Clones came out. Right. I believe, or no, that was Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But I I didn't collect anything from Attack of the Clones. Right. Like I was really hard into because it was right you know fourteen fifteen when mm-hmm. I was and it was still wasn't cool to be a nerd yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it wasn't right. cool for me as a fifteen year old to be collecting action figures so yeah. I hid a lot of it <laughs> yeah like I was out there like on the hunt yeah but on the DL the- <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't tell on anyone like, I wouldn't oh, yeah. even tell my parents yeah. yeah I had my own job in that so yeah. my guys I remember buying some Power Force too my mom being like what are you like why are you buying that I'd be like. Oh man, I remember like so back. I think it was like around the same time. Um, we had to do the school project, and we were gonna film it at my house. So like my room had like full of action figures, <laughs> and so like these girls and like these other guys like went up, and then they came down with like a ton of my action figures, oh, no. and I was just like, oh my god, no like way. this is so embarrassing. Oh, but no. like now people would be like, they're like, what? Why are you playing with this? And I was like, oh, it's cool, you know. Was, but then at the time. Now you people would just rock it. Be like, yeah. yeah, like that's my shit. Like it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Like you mentioned, like you know, you're you're 15. You're trying to hide it. I was trying to hide it too. But yeah. now it's just like this open secret. It's just like, yeah, we, I we collect have rooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly, right? man. Yeah. And so yeah, it's 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 really cool to look back on, on the Phantom as and being like that 20 years, that vintage. It's mm. it's the impact it's had on kind of foregoing Star Wars. This yeah. is really what kicked off all of the Star Wars stuff again because Star Wars had really found a place where it was a trilogy, it was a film, there was the legend stuff, yeah. there was a part of the Force 2 which kind of got everything going again and then George started with the special editions yeah. and here we go with Star Wars and we, it's never really left 
the kind of your reach, right? Even mm-hmm. that that hiatus we had between Revenge of the Sith and, and the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens yeah. there was the action figures. There was a games. bit of a lull there, games, but yeah. there was always the universe never felt like it went away the same way it did. You know, I didn't really feel this firsthand, but between like eighty three or eighty four when right. the figures kind of stopped, and really picking that back up in the late nineties, yeah. It, to me, Phantom Menace Four, it never really went away. No. It was, you know, it was in the parks, the Disney parks. They're always releasing new things. Yeah. 2012 or whatever, it was 13. You got the Black Series coming back. Right. And the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars yeah. were a big thing. Yeah. So it never left the consciousness of kind of the, the nerd or the people that were focusing in on that. And yeah. it was really the Phantom Menace that got this all, well, I guess maybe the special editions, but really the Phantom Menace that really started to change things again. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about the visual effects. Like that was mm-hmm. a game changing at that time. Yeah. Well, Jar Jar Binks, I mean, yes. that's Andy Circus today. Yeah, Moe. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the best deserves that record recognition of being For like sure. really the first mocap guy definitely one around the ping ball bunks yeah like, yeah. yeah so and then Jar Jar Binks another character that takes a lot of the beating yeah and to be honest with you yeah it's goofy but damn does my kid not love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's who's pointed at right exactly yeah, yeah. so th- there's that context too it's not it wasn't pointed this film in itself wasn't made for the people that saw you know, a new hope in theaters when they were 12 or 11, right? Yeah. That these guys were now in their mid to late 30s. It wasn't exactly made. It was made for them in the sense that, yeah, it's a Star Wars film, but this was pointed much younger. As yeah. the films go up, they get older and older and pointing at, it's almost like they stuck with that same, they said, this is for a, you know, nine to 13 year old, you know, male, female, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they just stuck with that same person and said, we're going to continue to point this film at Harry that Potter. same person, right? Yeah. 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 Harry Potter does the same thing, right? Yeah. It grades, like it says, here's the generation we're pointing at. We're just going to stick with them. Yeah. yeah. Grow with us. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I, to me, if you guys haven't seen Phantom Menace, yeah. go, go see it. Like it's, yeah, you'll find some flaws with yeah. it. It's, it's you know, but there's some really good stuff. You get Jabba in there. Yeah, like, yeah. That's Watto's it. kind of a cool, weird character <laughs> floating around there. Yeah. And you get Qui-Gon Jinn, man. Yeah. You, know, oh. you start to build, too, the, the whole Anakin thing. Like, there's another character, Jake Lloyd. Yeah. That, yeah, he had some cringeworthy lines yeah. in there. Poor yeah. kid. But the, but the kid's, it, it's a, it's an yeah. endearing role. Yeah, like, it is. I, like, yeah. when I get re-watching it, yeah. it's, like, I like when he's in the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. Right? It's, it's kind of cool. And then, oh, Natalie Portman as Amidala too. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Ah man, I, we could talk all day about this film. <laughs> it's all I have to say is that to me, I found a new appreciation. This like personal renaissance for the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Whether it's Lego, yeah. you know, Rick grabbing me these exclusives at that mm. celebration this past year is a big shout out to that. Me going back and collecting red card backs earlier this yeah. year. I'm just, I'm just loving this Phantom Menace space right now. Like, like I said, personal renaissance. Oh, I'm so, with you, man. I'm good, with you good, all yeah. day. Yeah. So yeah. celebrate Phantom Menace. Celebrate your favorite films. Yeah. yeah. No petitions. Yeah. No petitions. <laughs> there is a petition to remake Phantom Menace. Yes, there is. <laughs> is there actually? Bring back George Lucas. Yeah. Oh, no, there's okay. not. Oh. <laughs> there could be. There probably. I'm yeah. just gonna start one right after this. <laughs> no, man. I don't want to throw shade on the movie. Like, don't think I'm just like this grumpy guy, just like hating yeah. on Episode One, but it's. Yeah. Just, you know, as I said, like I, I have an appre- I have a sort of appreciation for it. You have yeah. a different frame of reference than Troy and I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're looking at it like you're what in your late 20s when you saw it for the first time, and you're mm-hmm. binging through everything. Yeah, and you had listened to us on a podcast for two years, say how awesome Star Wars is all the time. Right. <laughs> well, and plus, like I saw it kind of like back to back to back, so I yeah. saw like episodes like four, five, six, and then I just like flew back to episode one, and I was yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, so you watch it in maybe the right order? Who knows these yeah. days? Yeah, <laughs> you never know nowadays. <laughs> All right, let's let's take our last stop in the universe as we do cover here. And yeah. this is in D.C. 
Yes. Now, DC has found a lot of favor here on the podcast, and I think in <laughs> fandom as of late. You know, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman 84 coming up here, the Joker, the trailer, the fanfare around that, yeah. what they're doing, this art house type film. Yeah. Titans. Titans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, Doom Patrol's yeah, been good. Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah. Swamp Thing saw the first image of, or a really clear image of Swamp Thing. Yeah. It looks pretty which cool. Is, which is pretty cool. But we got news this past week. Finally, some news yeah. on the Batman. This is the Matt Reeves helmed, not reboot, but I guess, I don't even know what you'd call prequel, this. Prequel, I guess. Prequel, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. that's the best. That's, we're speaking, speaking about of prequels. prequels yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this was initially supposed to be helmed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming would have taken a very different space in the DC Extended Universe timeline. And we've kind of gotten semi-confirmation, right, Sanjay, that it's sitting in that in that DC Extended Universe? Yeah, so the Ben Affleck film, from what I've heard, would have taken place in present day, yeah. and it would have been Deathstroke being contracted out to kill Batman in Gotham City. Okay. So a super cool premise, and yeah, if they pulled that. it off, it would have been amazing. But uh, this one I'm hearing, it takes place in the 90s, yep. before the entire uh, Man of Steel takes place. So mm-hmm. uh, Different world. D- no, uh, same like DC. No, I mean, oh like, yeah, different yeah, different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. Alien. Type yeah, thing, yeah. I mean, technically, Wonder Woman was running around in '84. Yeah. We don't know if she still is. Like in the '90s, who knows? Maybe she'll make an appearance in this. Yeah. But they established that he didn't find her until present day, really. Oh, but anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> time yeah. travel can fix all that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but coming with this big revelation was the casting. This is confirmed by Deadline and Variety that Robert Pattinson, you know, known for, there's a whole laundry list of indie films he's done in the last few years, but a lot of people point at Twilight for this guy. Yeah. It was done, you know, a decade or two ago, whatever it was. But Robert Pattinson in this role was definitely left field. And my first reaction to this was, bravo dc bravo warner brothers go for the risk you don't want like yeah sure there's very obvious people you could cast into this role to Mm -hmm. fill the space that ben affleck has vacated but going back and doing kind of a prequel casting a younger actor an actor maybe not the guy you'd point not like your christian bale types Mm -hmm. right not your ben affleck types even this guy you know he's, he's made a big name for himself in indie flicks they've got the joker this art house type thing like I said, left field, but I'm kind of digging what they're doing here. I can admit, at first I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. But having time to sit and think about this, I'm digging it. Yeah. What are you guys thinking about Robert Pattinson in the role of the Batman? Yeah, like I kind of heard this rumor months ago, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And I kind of like had time to sit and think about it. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen Twilight. Um, but I've, I saw the film have, Good Times. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Harry Potter. Uh, was it? Yeah, he third, was. The third one. He's the third or fourth uh, one. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah. It's a big shot in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw the movie Good Times. It's yes. like an indie film. It's super good. He's just, he's terrific in it. And I think that's kind of like the only thing I've seen him in. So just using that as a frame of reference, like I'm excited. Um, You know, I'm excited that we're getting some traction finally on this movie. It's supposed mm-hmm. to come out in 2021. So that's not that far away. It's still two years away. Batman used to be like the event film of the year. You think go back to like the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. Batman eighty nine, Batman Returns. So, you know, this is great for DC. Like they're kind of don't getting their stuff together and if this is as good as it turns out to be, man, like Batman could be another like huge hit for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, this is um yeah, much like you, the rumors were kind of floating out there for a while that Pattinson mm-hmm. could be the next Batman. So it's kind of marinated for me a bit. I'm still not like screaming up and down about the news because it still doesn't 
fit my kind of ideal of Batman, mm-hmm. but I'm totally not against it at yeah. the same yeah. time. Uh, for me, I've always been the biggest fan of just Matt Reeves himself directing this project. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give you a bad movie. Yeah, his ape I don't stuff. think so. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he's on top of it, right? Um, I'm even more intrigued now knowing the fact that it is still in the DCU and it is going to be a younger uh, Ben Affleck Batman, which is right. cool because again, like we just went over, I'm a sucker for prequels. So yeah, you already have me sold. I can't wait to see what this character does. I do hope he puts on a little bit more mass. He has, he to. has, he has to, yeah. to, right? Unless they're going like a lean Batman route, but I would like to see him put on a bit, bit more mass or Endgame Thor route. Yeah, yeah sure. that is some more mass. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ad- yeah, sure. I'm gonna say the Adam, the Adam West route, I guess. In my case. But um, you know, what? I could see him still more as the Batman as opposed to the Bruce Wayne. I'm very particular when it comes to my yeah. Bruce Wayne, I guess. See, that's weird because I'm the opposite. And you're the opposite. I, I know, could totally see him. see him as Bruce Wayne, yeah. but I'm just have a hard time seeing how the cowl's gonna look on him. Yeah, I, I feel like the cowl you you can always kind of hide. A little bit more so of mm. of the character. You can lose the character or the actor yeah. behind the mask, as opposed to being the upfront playboy like uh, Bale or, um, or or Affleck, right? Yeah. So, but the, the thing yeah. is, though, with with Bale and that, Bale was cast, I think, younger when he was, or as young when he was in Batman Begins. But Bale looks older than Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Bale always looked like late thirties, early forties yeah. in that yeah. role, right? That's right. And so this is the first time we're seeing what I think is going to be a Batman in his late 20s, early 30s. Yes. So mm-hmm. just kind of this new Batman just finding his feet a little bit. Yeah, Which year is one. cool. We've never seen that space. Like Keaton was older. Yeah. Uh, Clooney, all those guys. They were always, yeah, they always yeah. felt late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. And Affleck even felt that too. Maybe oh, even yeah. a little later yeah. than that. He was well, supposed to feel that way. Well, that's the thing. That's so cool because he's meant to be like the most seasoned yeah. veteran Batman we've ever had. Now we're going mm-hmm. back to the basics, back to the mm-hmm. beginning. So yeah. I do like that aspect a lot that we are getting like, yeah, you can probably pull off like a 25, 27-year-old yeah. Batman, which will be pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. So he's he's an incredible actor too. I've heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. about his abilities. So I'm totally not worried about that whatsoever. No. I guess I'm just pu- basing everything purely off of just looks, yeah, which I look. shouldn't do. Yeah. But um, you know what? Um, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, obviously Heath Ledger yes. proved the world wrong. Yeah, right. Um, Hugh Jackman got a lot of flack at yeah. the time. He's too tall to play yeah. Wolverine. You yeah, know, which Australian crazy. guy playing the Canadian short. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People wanted Danny DeVito at the time. <laughs> I I heard there was some weird concept stuff about yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, doesn't fit the role. But <laughs> some of the elements that are coming with this film. So now we've got a casting here. We're hearing a lot more of what this film could be. Like you said, set mm-hmm. in the '90s. Yeah. There's rumors going around. One by Hollywood Reporter saying that Catwoman <laughs> and Penguin are going to be the two foes here. So there's yes. some of the Batman Returns. I mean, Collider also said maybe the Riddler's in the mix. Yes. Cool. So cool. Reasonably credible sources. Yeah. Three big villains. Mm-hmm. Is this going to feel like a Burton? era schumacher era <laughs> type of attempt to do this are they doing some weird arkham story are like what what are they doing here with all these villains like do we need because i guess really going back to nolan he's basically set up one maybe two like we kind of got two with two-face right mm-hmm. but not right. really yeah not to the extent that we would have or that we did in schumacher and the burton era is this too much like new batman three villains yes we've all had experience with these villains in some capacity over the last 30 years or so mm-hmm. but it, what do you what do you thought sanjay is this too much for this film this reestablishment of this character um if it's handled well i think it'll be really exciting yeah you know like it'll be um a lot at the screen and you know penguin he's not really like the most combative villain no and the riddler the not not the most combative villain mm-hmm. and you got catwoman who sometimes is a hero yeah. And I hope they actually make her the hero. I'm in kind this. of digging that. Mm-hmm. Like Catwoman yeah. as like an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you know, there's rumors that it could be up to six. 
which yeah, that's six, hearing. that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, though, right. Like, uh-huh. who, who else would you add on to that? Yeah. So you've oh. got these three. Like, yeah. who would you tack on to that? I would love to see Clayface, just someone like a physical yeah. threat, and with like maybe Andy Circus using the CGI mocap suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, maybe uh, add the apes, so maybe Gorilla Grodd. The Flash villain. <laughs> <laughs> just Porter over Caesar. Yeah, yeah. You look uh, about right. What is this, one of his lieutenants called? <laughs> Maybe they're going to beat Spider-Man to the Sinister Six. Um, <laughs> um, I would love to see Killer Croc come back. I loved him in Suicide Squad. Uh, bring him back. See like how he got into Arkham in the first place and how Batman threw him in there. Um, and another one. You know, I would love to see them kind of tease Court of Owls. Like there's yeah. no... Always there. With if you. there's six villains, there's no length of how much time each villain's going to have so maybe at the end it's like the court of owls have been like pulling the strings and then batman finds out and sets up the sequel yeah i'd like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think man like who like what do you think about three villains in here these particular villains? yeah and then if it's six like yeah how, who would you tally in there well i think i'm not worried at all whether it's three four five ten villains because i feel like you know for somebody that watches spider-man homecoming a heck of a lot <laughs> there's a lot of villains in there but yeah. they're not really the full-out super villains right yeah. i mean you, you technically you have prowler you have scorpion you have two shockers you got um obviously vulture, vulture himself right yeah so um I'm not really, I was going to say Falcon for a second. Anyways, I'm, I'm not too worried about that because with Batman, you can go really low-key. Much yeah. like what Nolan even did with these characters. Like you could have Zaz in the background yeah. and yeah. you might not even notice him. You could have... Well, he's in uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, is, is it for sure that he's in Birds of Prey? Yeah, he's been cast in Birds of Prey. So, oh, okay. I mean, it'd be kind of a cool like nod to like Birds of Prey if he's just running around with yeah. maybe like one or two scars on his face. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, um, yeah, no, I feel like uh, Riddler's cool. I think... Honestly, I'd like to have Riddler be the overall uh, villain yeah. because I think this could be the first time we can really finally get like a true detective Batman and who else better to do it than Riddler. You go back to zero, was it zero year or yeah. zero hour? Zero, zero year. I, I think, think it was right? zero hour. It was zero hour. But One the Capullo yeah. Snyder run, right? Yeah. When yeah. Riddler basically took over and they did a retake on like the year one Batman when it's like Gotham was to hell and there's yeah. only Batman and like Commissioner Gordon that could pull through. I think you could do a lot of stuff with that. Penguin, I mean, I don't really like Gotham, but you could have Penguin kind of be like that mild uh, mobster in the background yeah. kind of doing his thing. Yeah. And Catwoman, um, for me, I'd like to see the year one kind of take on the Catwoman. I don't want her to be necessarily too good, but I want her, I want her to be like that black cat, kind yeah, of walking that fine that. line yeah. of being a, like a big time thief. Right? So are you so. thinking more Michelle Pfeiffer and less uh, Anne Hathaway? Uh, I guess a bit more, but I, I actually don't want either of those two. Yeah. But I guess if I had to, I'd say a little bit more fierce. Like, I want her to be as fierce as Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited either way, man. There's so much you could do here with this yeah. film. But for me, you really got to strive home with the, uh, the true detective aspect. Because yeah. we haven't had that yet from a Batman. The fighting can come along. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Andy Serkis, for me, I'd actually like to see him as uh, the Penguin. I think oh, that'd be pretty cool. that's get away one. from the motion cap. He's yeah. great in uh, the MCU. Yes, he yeah. can act his face yeah. off. So I'd like to see him actually, you know, take yeah. on that role of, of the penguin. Well, what's his face has been uh, petitioning for it? Uh, Josh God or Josh Gad? Yeah, yeah, Josh Gad. Yeah. Olaf. Uh, yeah, Olaf. Olaf the Snowman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no like this could be the thing you, you got me thinking. Like Riddler takes over, and maybe Batman needs the help of his villains to defeat Riddler. You know, maybe he goes to Penguin. He's like, I need some like intel or something. But the problem, the thing with that though, and maybe because we have thirty years of Batman films, it yeah. makes it easier to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm really focused now with some of the MCU films in particular is that they give so much good 
creative build time to villains. Yes. That's my fear in here is that we get a Riddler, but not really, you know what I mean? You yeah. You're not get enough time with these characters. And then, yeah, if we're going to build a trilogy across this timeline, great. We yeah. can, mm-hmm. you can have the penguin in the background or whatever. Yeah. I want more of that, but give time to your main villain. Exactly. If it's the Riddler, I, I really wanted the Riddler since Nolanverse, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's one character that I thought would have been, yeah, maybe it would have been more of a rehash of Joker yeah. than maybe we needed in that universe. But I wanted a, you know, gritty Riddler take. You know, we had the Jim Carrey kind of crazy wacky type thing. <laughs> Animated version, yeah, great. Yeah. But I yeah. wanted something that was a bit more dark grounded yes. for yeah. this universe. And if they're going to do that, yeah, focus in on one of them and have the others kicking around in the background. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't want it to be like the first scene we see Penguin getting his ass kicked. No. Like, no. no. Give time to build that Rose Gallery because yeah. you have... So many characters that haven't seen screen time in a long time right. in yeah. the Batman right. universe. Well, yeah, because you could have like a throwaway character even. Like you could have like a Professor Pig and Batman just yeah. takes him out like that. Training. That's cool, oh, that's right? One, is it? Which one? Calendar Man. Calendar, Calendar Man, Man. Yeah. Condiment King. <laughs> <Yeah>. Kite Man. <laughs> Kite, Kite Man was okay though in uh, Tom King's run there. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 he, he wasn't was cool, bad. Right? I read yeah. some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I was just watching actually the animated series with Condiment King, yeah. and there's like the pat rat or the pack rat and uh, Mrs. Mop or something. Like Joker, like takes over these comedians. King Tut. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, King Tut. I think Zeus is in there too. Is King Tut mm-hmm. a comic book character, or is it just the Batman sixty six series? No, he's in uh, the animated series. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. There's like one episode with him in it. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but like maybe like do you think they'll go like maybe like throw Harley in? Uh, like kind of like in Suicide Squad, where you have. I don't know how you would though, because she'd be to the age, right? Because true, Suicide yeah. Squad, she's older. Like she, she'd be she like a little turned, kid. Yeah, it's, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, and Joker even would be like too young. So, but but answer me this: When is the Joaquin Phoenix Joker set? The it's 80s. like seventies, isn't it? Seventies or eighties? Yeah. yeah, its own kind of like universe. Yeah, its own thing. But if it's set say mid eighties, mm-hmm. yeah, you could play that. Leto's Joker is Joker 2 or whatever, Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you could see, theoretically, you could see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker ported into the DC Extended Universe as the first Joker. The definitive Joker. Yeah, yeah, you could. And him, them building that to some degree in the Batman yeah. that is set in, say, the early, like, ni- like the early 90s to this origin story yeah. you're getting the Joker. Is there a coincidence that they're set within, say, let's say five to eight years of each other? Uh. I think so, because, like, if you think about the Joker... Like, is seven... it a coincidence, or you think that they've done this on purpose? No, I, I think it's a coincidence. I don't think they're going to, like, port this over to the DCEU. I don't know. Yeah, it, it won't... I, I love the idea. I mean, because yeah, you could very well cool go idea. on, like, the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, is the Joker that's responsible for beating, say, Jason nah. Todd to death, and that Jason yeah. Todd could actually even be the Jared Little Joker. Right. They could do all that stuff, but that. the only thing that doesn't match up is BVS's Martha parents' killing scene, right? Or murder scene, because that... Clearly oh, shows yeah. that that um, Thomas Wayne is it the Thomas Wayne in that's right the Walking Phoenix right because uh, he's running for mayor he's oh, older yeah. so it's yeah. just the parents that don't match up that's true yeah, that's true yeah. yeah okay good call or cool. else I would love there's a hole there I love yeah. that joke <laughs> maybe they cast they can go back and recast maybe Flash saved his parents yeah you know, yeah you and never then, know and it turned everything upside down. <laughs> 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 Beautiful oh, man, I was really hoping for that. <laughs> well, you guys mentioned it a couple minutes ago here about comic book movie film casting. Yeah. And yeah, we've seen some of the backlash, but generally pretty wide support for Robert Pattinson here. And just to cap this episode off, I thought we could talk a little bit about 
characters that have been cast that have been met with very poor reception, but then also turned out freaking awesome. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys mentioned one of the best ones and that's Heath Ledger. And absolutely. Yeah. You remember the backlash when they cast him? Like, what are they doing? Like, cause everyone had Jack Nicholson in mind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to this, this guy that had been in like a Knight's Tale, yeah. a few others didn't really fit the mold. Yeah. But no. Damn. Did he ever deliver the Joker? Oh yeah, he bodied that character, made it his own. Yeah, still the only one to win an Oscar for a performance in a comic book film, and it may yeah. even contributed to his death yeah. in, in a really kind of twisted way. Seriously yeah. though, like this guy spiraled into depression because yeah. of this character, like mm-hmm. filling that psychopath role. Like yeah. there's there's art like journals that he wrote about all of this. Yeah, and it's crazy like the method acting he went to this, but no one gave him any of that credit. No. When he was first cast. Like, yeah. uh, the, the vision that Nolan had there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine walking into Warner Brothers Studio at the time. Yeah. You know, Batman Begins wasn't a big hit by any means. And saying, this is my new Joker. Yeah. Like, Warner Brothers must have probably laughed at him. He yeah. probably did a lot of convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, you talk about walking into a place with a, with a guy saying, this is the guy I want to help. Imagine walking, imagine Favreau walking in with Robert Downey Jr. Oh. Yeah. into Marvel Studios, the studio that had taken a $500 million loan to build films and promised to deliver one of like seven films. Yeah. And then they're saying, nope, we're going to do Iron Man, but we're going to take this guy. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like this wasn't maybe met with the same sort of fan backlash, yeah. but you talk about risk taking with exactly. casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, and then all of a sudden he's getting $75 million to play Tony Stark in Iron Man yeah. or in Avengers Endgame. And Ooh. he's one of the most celebrated actors of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were talking 10 years of playing basically a single character and yeah, he there's fans like niche fans of Rob Jr. from Chaplin, the stuff he did. Uh, what was that show he was on? I can't remember Felicity or something like that. Maybe not Felicity. Uh, <laughs> he was in the Natural Born Killers for a bit. Yeah, he was also. In... Oh uh, shoot, I forgot. I know what you're talking about because he won an, or an Emmy for it. I think. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, for or he's at least nominated for something for like a. Is it Ali McBeal? Yeah, I'm like, was, uh, was, was Ali McBeal? Was Ali McBeal? Something like that though. But like you, you look yeah. at that, that that's a, what a risk to take yeah. to b- b- basically build your foundation of your new studio mm-hmm. on a B-list character yeah. with an actress <laughs> that had you know very public troubles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ugh, it's crazy. Doesn't get any riskier than that. No, honestly. no, yeah. no. <laughs> Mr. Mom, Michael Mr. Keaton, Mom. Yeah, Michael Keaton, right. Beetlejuice, yeah. yeah, as Batman. Yeah, this I don't remember, but I went back and read article. People were not pleased. No, because Collins talks about that all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, which is something else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be like I mean, think of a comedic actor nowadays. Like, who's a big? It'd be like if Seth Rogen maybe was Batman. I don't know. That, I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. Like that's all he was known for. Maybe like uh, Michael Sierra or Jonah Hill. Like it was that out there. I don't know. Like Michael Keaton still to me does not is not like my definitive Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, when you put that cape and cowl, it's like you talked about. You can you can put anyone really, yeah. not anyone, but that the cape and cowl does a lot for someone. Yes, mm-hmm. and that it worked. Yeah, for whatever reason, it worked. Yeah, you know, Michael. Like, do you guys appreciate Michael Keaton in that role? Like going back to Batman '89. Like, do you yeah. feel definitely that film? definitely oh, yeah. that get nuts? Let's get yeah. nuts. Yeah, oh, yeah, love it. Yeah. All day I take it. Yep. Yeah. Love it. I, I love that film each time more that I watch it. The first time I watched it, I kind of fell asleep. Like, it was after Batman Begins came out. And I watched it on VHS, actually. And I was like, ah, it's not for me. And I, like, started revisiting it yeah. again and again because people started. Once that music hits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, now, yeah. now so good. you just, like, watch yeah. it. And, like, Gotham itself is his own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is so important. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. How about a 27-year-old actor 
being cast as a teenager Peter Parker in 2002's <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Tobey Maguire. Yeah? yeah. So I'm going to look to you on this one. Yeah, man. How did you feel? Like, I know, again, we still weren't in that space. You yeah. were still mid-teens and all yeah. that. So we weren't falling the same way we do now. Yeah. But it seemed like an odd, like, looking back on it, like, it was an odd casting choice. Yeah, at the time, I remember just being like, yeah, this is kind of different. But you know what's weird is I remember being a kid, high school kids just looked older back yeah. in those days like breakfast yeah. club and all that because i grew up on save by the bell yeah right yeah. and zach was like an older dude being oh, in yeah. high school and that was just like my that was just like all i knew so when i saw tommy mcguire i'm like yeah this is like the fox kids peter parker because even when you go back to the fox kids spider-man yeah that peter parker looks like a grown grown yeah. man oh, that yeah. should not be living with aunt may like, <laughs> yeah. download those episodes the other day i'm like he still lives with Aunt May, but, you know. <laughs> She's a sweet old lady. Makes the tea. <laughs> yeah. So it, it didn't really go over my head. To, it went over my head, actually, back then. I was just like, yeah, accepted it. It worked for me. It wasn't until the Andrew Garfield stuff when yeah. I was like, oh, hmm, this is this is different. Yeah. But isn't yeah. Andrew Garfield only like a couple years younger than Toby? He was. He looked younger. Yeah, he, he definitely still, looks younger. Yeah. That, that skinny yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Clean shaven. Yeah. 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 McGuire, by the end of his, his tenure as Spider-Man, did start to look kind of his age. Yeah, like he, and Franco, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah they Franco. all look, you know, well out of high school. <laughs> yeah, point, yeah. You know? But it, it worked. Like, yeah. Tobey Maguire in that role, three Spider-Mans, you know, yeah. Spider-Man 2, one of the most celebrated oh, comic movies of all so time. So good. Yeah, yeah. And he plays that role so yeah. well. Yeah. And it's, it kind of shocks me to look back on it and be like, yeah, that's not obvious. Because when Tom Holland, to me, is... Yeah like dead ringer peter parker yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely. very different peter parker than we got with toby Maguire. for sure because toby Maguire to me is like the essential uh reeves to superman he's that yeah. g golly yeah. 60s um uh stanley like yeah. kind of character yeah. right yeah. portrayal yeah. yeah exactly yeah whereas tom holland to me is like that bendis ultimate spider-man yes. with a touch of the stanley as well yeah right? yeah yeah nice callback yeah. Yeah. good call and, yeah. Johnny Storm as Captain America. Yeah, yeah. this one I was confused because I saw Fantastic Four and uh, you know he's okay in it, but it's more just the film itself. Yeah, and the role he played as as Johnny Storm, this is Chris Evans in those Fantastic Four movies, very different character than Captain America. The Captain America is more the Boy Scout, more stoic, more, and Johnny Storm completely different character, right? Very cocky, you know, just doing whatever yeah. he wants. Like, hothead. So, hothead. Yeah. But yeah. Marvel relentlessly pursued Chris Evans for this role. Guys yeah. like John Krasinski were up for the role as well. Wait. Jim from The Office. Yeah. yeah. Who now makes some sense, but he's going to be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he appeared in War of the Realms issue two. Yes, he did. Three he did the other day. that character. Yeah, like, that's yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he actually, if you watch The Office, like, didn't he, like, get in shape and he, like, cleaned up? And... Oh, definitely. Because like... he was, like, that close to being Captain America. Yeah, he moved into space. The Cal- he's remember Hal Jordan, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all, like, and I think he'll eventually nail that role. But, yeah, Evans, that was another weird one. But they, I know that they, and there's, you go back and listen to Feige and all them talking, it was like three, four offers to get Evans to the table. Well, because he just didn't want to commit to this big, huge kind of role of films. That, that one's funny to me because that one stood out. I think that's the first time I really paid attention to the casting. Yeah. I was like, what? Because I was pretty familiar with like Johnny yeah. Storm yeah. and definitely Katzmer. I knew both of those characters pretty well. And I was like, no way. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was just so ignorant to the fact that you're taking this guy yeah. from two of those Fantastic Four movies. And he's my favorite thing out of those movies, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But pointing him as Captain America, I was like, no way. This is going to bomb. This doesn't I work. I remember headlines, them yeah. saying, Johnny Storm cast as Captain America. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this just doesn't work. But it goes to show how good of an actor Chris um, Chris Evans really is to yeah. transform from that role to Steve Rogers. And he just made you forget instantly. 
you watch First Avengers, I'm not even thinking about Fantastic no, Four. Not saying, even this a is bit. Captain America yeah. right here. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Now, Marvel Studios. I got, I got a, Marvel Studios did a lot of really good casting in the early mm-hmm. days. You take yeah. a guy like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. This is one of their three pillars of their universe. Yeah. And they pluck this Australian actor, not out of obscurity, but more or less out of obscurity. Just yeah. kind of pluck him and Tom Hiddleston as well. That's right, who also wanted the role. Yeah, so he Thor. auditioned for the role of Thor, and they're like, yeah, we kind of like you. You're kind of skinny, greasy looking. You're going to play Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Two actors that they banked an entire franchise on, which eventually folded into the Avengers, where you have the main villain being Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. An yeah. actor that was relatively unknown at that point, 2010, 2009, when they're starting to cast these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by 2012, he's the most popular MCU villain, and one of the most popular villains of all time in comic book movie film. Yeah. yeah. Like, risk, like, this is what we're talking about, guys, when it comes down to the idea of looking and not judging a character by either the films that maybe he's been preceded him robert pattinson with twilight yeah. they do other work or you have to put a little bit of faith that they've done their homework for these yes guys. Mm-hmm. these characters that we've talked about in particular you know we've highlighted some of these because they are now considered iconic roles yeah. for those actors you mentioned jackman as well <laughs> yeah like these have been made iconic you can't imagine anyone else they didn't hand off the mantle of captain america because they can't put anyone else into that role yeah specifically Mm -hmm. and you think about how hard it's gonna be recast wolverine right and that's what we're talking about here is that we just have to give the opportunity to the people that do this for a living let the actors embody these roles we can't judge all of that purely by a film or two yeah you know we have to let them do things and all these are examples of people that had previous roles and fell into bigger roles and changed themselves someone that had nothing and all of a sudden became something robert pattinson you know again i gotta give him throw my weight behind him here because i'm excited for this and you look at this list here there's really good things that can come out of this and so the batman Robert Pattinson. What did you call him? Robert Pattinson? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my dude, I, I'm into it. I am into it. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that being said, guys, you know, I, this is, I, I always have a blast, especially when the three of us are here in yeah, the room man. breaking this down. We had nice Star Wars, Marvel, and DC hit on each this one of good. those universes. Yeah, man. This episode. But it does have to come to an end, and we will be returning, of course, next week to talk all things about these three universes we love like we mentioned last week as we build to the release of shazam that's when we're actually going to do our shazam review in the next couple weeks we also got x-men dark phoenix we will be dropping a review on that as well it may be one that is slightly pushed slightly delayed just to allow more people to see the film you didn't get your tickets yet Uh, not quite (laughs) (laughs) so we do have a few film reviews coming up here guys but we're going to try to they're not sort of the end game type or batman whatever where everyone's going to run it and see the first week and we're going to make sure that enough people see this and then we'll drop a review at some point or another we're building also into the summer months here so as we're kind of getting more of our footing underneath ourselves as being dads, hopefully that gives us an opportunity to kind of revisit some other things that we want to get back to and dropping maybe, you know, a special episode here and there. We've talked about commentaries. We've talked about more detail episodes. So we're starting to talk about a little bit more of that, but we'll see. We'll see how dad life goes and if we can make and carve out that time. Yeah. But we always be back here every single Thursday talking about Star Wars Marvel and DC. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can always hit us at hashtag the twitter gang on twitter as well our handles are at the end of the episode if you want to get us directly 
you can find everything we do on the nerdroom.net as well as Star Wars Commonwealth. Dot com where you can also find all the other Commonwealth podcasts where they're covering everything Star Wars, especially this year, this time of year, the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary, of course. And we always like to give a shout out to our man, Rob Wade, who endorses this podcast over at Mostly14.com. So go over there, check out everything that he does, as well as a few other endorsed podcasts, which also includes our friend Robert Cass, the Roman Pod and Cass, Kyle over at Tumbling Saber, the crew over there, all endorsed over at Mostly14.com. Guys, that is the mouthful for this week. So, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Still Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world. <laughs>